0: All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Cast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me is Craig, and we're going to do a little so- something different here. Um, it, we're in a kind of interesting circumstance where a lot of people have a lot of things that they want to say, Craig. Yeah, so do we, but... Yeah, but we want to give people the opportunity to say what they want to say and to be heard because that's, that's why we what, do. It. Yeah, that's why we do what we do. That's part of this thing: real, fan, uh, real talk, real fans. Uh, we have the voicemail. The voicemail was open, and the voicemails came. So it's a few more than the average week. So what we figure what we're going to do is we're going to do its own episode slash segment here of just taking the voicemails that we got and listening to them and then um discussing them uh kind of one by one. There there's seven voicemails by five different people. So two people have two voicemails. So we'll listen to both their voicemails and then talk about both of them afterwards. So we'll just kind of jump into it and talk about it. and then uh later we're gonna have a separate episode that's gonna be kind of our normal um breaking down the game talking about our reactions, talking about some of the stats and things like that. But this is uh, fan talk, fan reaction, uh, us playing the voicemails, and us talking about them. So, ready to jump uh, right on in, Craig?
1: Yep, I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: All right, we've got some, some regulars that showed up. So, let's get the uh, episodes rolling here, or the voicemails.
2: Hey, fellas. Um, Stephen Brown, right <laughs> now, it's about 11 11 11 left in the fourth quarter. Michigan's down 35 13. I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh man, um. This is what I. This is what. I, congratulations to Penn State. Um, they wanted it more. The, the things that I took away from this game: the offense is finally starting to 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 um, get get better. They, they can they can still improve in some areas. The offensive line definitely, they're starting to get better. What I'm what I'm trying to figure out is why you go away from running the ball or putting different running backs in. I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, you know I. One of them does well, and, they, and it's almost like the coaches don't know who to play. Um, you know, but this is, unfortunately, this is about the defense and Don Brown. Um, Don Brown dropped the ball tonight. Uh, linebackers out of place. Mike McCray. When I tell people that I can't wait for all of Brady, and, and this includes Chase Winovich and Mohurst, I can't wait for Brady Hope's guys to be gone. Because you have to take the good with the bad. We have Chase Winovich, we got and O'Connor gets sacked on fourth down. Um, you got, you got Hurst and Rinovich, but then you got guys like Mike McCray. Mike McCray, he can't guard Charles Barkley. So I know he can't guard Saquon Barkley. And I put that in a tweet too. Like this, this, you know, O'Connor, I mean, man, I just don't get it. I, I still think Michigan can win nine or ten games. I think the hype is over with Coach Harbaugh. He has to win next year. He, he has to win. I mean, he won't get fired, but he has to win. At least 11 or 12 games next in the regular season. They they have to get to the playoff. Um, this year, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 and two. That's what I'm expecting. But they can't lose more games um, like this next year. It's not about playing at Penn State. You know they you know they need to get hopes guys out of there. It, they need to completely have Coach Harbaugh's guys in there. Maybe the mentality would be different. But this game was very disappointing. This was on the defense. Um the offense was doing okay. They made plays. I still don't know why Nico and Oliver aren't playing. I don't know where Kareem is, but this was on the defense. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm disappointed. I'm not gonna yell, there's no point in doing that, there's no point in getting mad. This this was on the defense. I think Coach Harbaugh's been calling the plays on offense. Those aren't those plays. The guy's an idiot. But this was on Coach Brown, unfortunately. I hate to say it, it just is. Um Craig shouldn't have ever been on Barkley. We'll see what happens to God next week. Um, I don't know who they play, but as always, go blue, man. There won't be two messages tonight. This is it for
0: me. Oh, man. Uh, this is already making me laugh because there is a second one. from. <laughs> uh, he said there wasn't going to be a second one, but there's a second one here, so I'll get that one playing.
3: That's good.
2: Hey guys, it's Steven Brown again. Listen, I I wanna address something else. I said I wasn't gonna call back twice. So I'm on Twitter. It's about eleven ten where I am. You know, I, I get so so tired of, of some of these Michigan fans saying things like if you criticize the team or so if you say anything against the team that's negative, you're not a real fan. I get that gets tiresome. Now, some guys are fronting on Twitter because they have to, um, I, I, I'm not going to go any further than that. I will say this. I appreciate the Blue Brothers for, for not for not flossing for recruits, like, saying, well, you know, I have to say this and say that. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to put out any names. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But expecting more out of your team as a fan is not against the law. You know, saying that things need to change, like noticing things and verbalizing them is not against the law. It's not downing the team. It's just pointing out what a lot of us are thinking. You understand? We're thinking that. We're thinking it. So pretending that we're all in this together, which we are. We all love Michigan, but that love is different. Pretending that, that... there are so, so there there are different levels of fans. There are super fans and there are average fans or whatever. That that's dumb and that's and that's people need to stop being fake. Stop being fake. I'm not going to call any names, but stop being fake, man. I'll point it out. I'll point it out many times, and I'll continue to do it. That there are issues on this team. There are. You know, one of the issues was Nolan Eulizio. The guy's not good. He's no longer starting. You know why? Because he's not good. Ty Isaac, he's okay. He's no longer really starting. You know why? Because he's just okay. He's not really that good. Um, Joe, uh, John O'Connor. and and, that, and another thing after the after the game, they're talking about fake love and bandwagon. Michigan fans anticipate and expect better because we lived through the Rich Rodden and 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 Brady joke years. We really, we lived through that. Um, for for those of us who know football, so expecting a team to win 11 or 12 games is not that hard. I don't want to hear this crap about, well, two, three years. Stop saying that. Expect it now. Great coaches make adjustments. Maybe it's the staff. I don't know. But we need to stop saying, well, 2018, 2019. First of all, it's still 2017. Nobody knows what happens tomorrow, but stop, stop waiting for years and years and years. That's all I got, man. But but this, this – this, um, these fan wars have to stop. I'm no less of a fan than anybody else. I just expect more. A quality product, you know, you people pay for a quality product. After three years, you want to see results. We're not seeing the results, period. Another 10-3 and three season is a failure. That's all I got, man.
0: All right. Well, Steven, <clears throat> I know you said you weren't going to leave too, but you're all good, man. Always appreciate right. it. So that that gave me a chuckle, but I appreciate the second voicemail as much as the first. So uh, I have a couple things I wrote down while I was talking that I'm going to touch on. But uh, Craig, I'll go ahead and let you get started with the reaction.
1: Well, I'll take the. Well, I'm, we'll dive into the first part of the of his his first voicemail later on in the show. But uh, we'll talk about what he just said there. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we can address real quick. Is uh, obviously. It, it is kind of like not only is Michigan battling uh number two team but uh and they're getting stomped but um you got in a way got uh Michigan fans rivaling other Michigan fans which shouldn't happen because we're all usually fans but they're the ones that are um <clears throat> yeah I mean I get what he's saying a little bit you know people are you know you criticize the team and then you get the other side that's saying you know you want everything. Flowers, and we shouldn't be doing that, encouraging them. And and I get that because the fans can be frustrated. I mean, when you see that, it's frustrating. People are, you know, saying what they feel. They would actually, people are saying what they would in your living room if they're watching the game. They just don't tweet about it. But um, I can't, I take the good with the bad. I mean. And the fact is, you want to encourage a team, but you also want to critique them, uh, crit- criticize them too, because you know obviously the product that they're putting out, like you said, isn't getting done, and and we should uh, at times say that. You know, there should be times where we say, "Hey, you know what?" Because we, you know, I don't want to take away from any fans on in criticizing a team that and this specific, specifically this team, because the fact is, you know. They aren't playing up to, in fact, they're almost digressing when it comes to the offense, Um, and you and I will talk about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, and you also want to encourage them because we do have uh, recruits that do look hard at Michigan, and then if they see that the fan base is ripping this team way too much, there needs to be a real healthy balance when it comes to that. So um, I just think that there's times where you want to encourage them very much so, and then there's times where you, you know, constructive criticism and i think that's what steven does very well he's just giving constructive criticism and i and i applaud that and i think that's what fans do and i think that's all right too
0: yeah absolutely i was going to bring that up there are different levels of things here where it's uh ripping a team apart there's constructive criticism there's you know just your giving your initial feedback and things like that so there's different uh level of degrees here uh with all this stuff. But there are two things that I wanted to touch on uh that he spoke between both his voicemails and one is I think I need to get a new sound bite just um inspired here by Steven and that's uh a jackpot sound like when he hit the jackpot on the slot machine. <laughs> yeah. um, because when he was, because uh, there was some and I can't, I didn't write down specifically what it was, but when he was talking about, you know, just being able to, uh, I'm, I'm no less a fan, and you know, everybody reacts differently, and you know, there's, I don't know if he used exactly constructive criticism, but part of what he was saying there, there was one, one spot where it's just like I wanted to, I wish I had that soundbite and just like, punch it in right there. So Stephen, you inspired me. I'm gonna add a new sound. Sounded on the soundboard sometime for that. Uh, the other thing was in his first voicemail um, mm-hmm. talking about how the game uh, fell on Don Brown and the defense, and it did. Uh, but I wanted to add a little bit of perspective with that because I found it very interesting because I had, the, I, I had a really busy day Saturday, and it being a night game actually worked out for me, and I was lucky enough to be able to catch a little bit of football before the Michigan game started, and I saw the Indiana game. Indiana mm-hmm. MSU game, and I saw how it was ending. And I was just like, you know, this is how games end for Michigan, like wh- how Indiana was playing. You know, you need to put the game away. They yeah. were, I don't know if you guys watched it, but they, they were up on MSU, and they yeah. had the, they were in the red zone, and they had the opportunity to go up 13-3, to make it a two-possession game. Well, they wound up doing three runs up the middle. In the red zone, I think from, like, the 10-yard line or something. Yeah, very
1: conservative. Yeah, you know.
0: very very close to, to the end zone. And uh, they wound up having to take the field goal. So it was 9-3. to three. Well, MSU goes down and then scores a touchdown after that, and Indiana never came back from that. Indiana uh-huh. lost it right there. That was the thing where I saw it and recognized a, a very close similarity in in several areas to Michigan where, you know, when you need to put the game away, you need to – you know, put the team away by scoring a touchdown or getting first downs and things like that and the failure for that. But the other thing is I honestly felt like their coach, and his name is escaping me right now, but their coach was basically kind of like I have the defense to win this game and so I'm going to make the defense win this game. I, not not like I'm going to try to have the offense put this game away. He, It seriously fell in my mind that he was essentially by the plays that they were calling saying – I'm going to make my defense win this yeah. game.
1: I see where you're going with this. And
0: I feel like that's what Michigan, ha- what Harbaugh and Michigan has been doing, is like, I'm going to yeah. make our defense win this game, which honestly, that's really unfair.
4: Yeah. So unfair
0: to this defense. So unfair to this great defense that Michigan has. And yes, Don Brown made mistakes and did not make some adjustments that probably should have made um, McCray and and that whole thing. Yeah, there, there were definitely issues. But... It just kind of seems like, uh, oh, offense, you're not doing so good. That's okay. Don't stress about it. You know, fix a little here, fix a little there. I won't harp on you that much because I'm going to make the defense win this game. That's honestly how it's been feeling with this, where it's just like, don't worry about the offense because we don't really have to worry about it because we've been winning games because of our defense. And that's kind of like working a job. And I think everyone, if they have not been in this situation, has at least seen this situation with someone else where you have a upper management or some kind of leader in the office place and they distribute projects. Mm -hmm. And there's one person who gets overworked than anyone else because they are the hardest working and the most dependable one. Yeah. While yes, that has great quality and everything, That is also unfair when you take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, and that's what that's a good take on this. Is you know I even said the same thing. You I tweeted out. I just said they rode this defense as far, almost as far as they could, and to go against a number two team in the country. And Penn State also has a great defense. And yeah, you you relied on this offense and. It was a tale of two halves in this game, and that's basically I thought that was like you said a little bit unfair to ride the whole season on a defense, even though we know we, you and I obviously agree on defense wins championships, but to do it every game and to do it in such a hostile crowd as uh Penn State and what they had in store for us was almost. Little bit um, tough for them. A, a big too too much of a, a tall order to uh, to take as far as this year. And remember, this is uh, this team. This defense is younger than the offense, and they only have one starter. And so, yeah, it's a little bit too much to ask. I think at times.
0: Yeah. So, boom. Truth bomb. There we Truth. go.
4: Moving yep. on.
0: All right, next voicemail here. We've got a lot to go through. So here we go. Hey, what's up, Blue Bros? Um, um, Sean, on. Twitter,
5: uh, 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 Irish Wolverine on Twitter. Just got out of work. Um, playing the game at work as usual. Uh, this team, I, I, I just can't. I, 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 just can't. This, you know, uh, scrap the season. Put in Peters. It, we're, you know, plan on next year. Jeez, am I talking about the Lions or the t- or, or, or the Wolverines? Um, sure got beat on man, didn't we? A lot, like almost every single down. And and Mason Cole up the center, uh, led the sacks go. Oh boy. Um. Uh, uh, I I just I just can't go blue. Oh, oh. and I don't want to hear about. Uh, uh, personally, I don't want to. I don't want to know any more about uh, any about uh, scheming rankings and and uh, you know. You know, asking favors from rivals. No, that that was last week with one loss. No, it's over.
0: All right. So a very passionate voicemail there uh, left by him. Thanks for leaving the voicemail. And uh, I was I was expecting that I I have not listened to any of these. Craig and I have not listened to any yeah. of these before we're recording. Yeah, yeah. So these are, some of these voicemails are going to be from the night of the game, and some of these voicemails are from the from the next day here Sunday. So, uh, you expect that I have no problem because okay, I can almost guarantee this. This is what I'm going to say. Uh, I enjoy voicemails like that. There are things that I was saying out loud or in my head I was watching the game partially at home by myself or also with my wife um, that I didn't put on social media because there was frustration and there was uh, Mm -hmm. tempers were going and everything. So, yeah, you know, some people are more comfortable with sharing it than others, and I'm okay with that. You know, I I think that he's not going anywhere, that he's going to stick around. And, I mean, he even said it. He's still saying go blue. There's nothing with being frustrated. Um, And voicing it So I appreciate that he left that voicemail And everything and I'll I'll say this um, Because I don't want to dive Too far in the conversation Um, Steven talked about it And we talked about it a little bit after his Voicemails where it's um, You know There are different fans who react in different Ways Uh, and there There are some things that are okay there are some things That are over the line uh, that are kind of Unnecessary over the line however you want To say it um, but having frustrations and things like that, fine. I, I mean, it's gonna. Ha- if if you're not getting frustrated at some point, then you're not passionate about it, and you're not really. Yeah, you if know, you're not.
1: I'm right. Yeah. Yep.
0: You, you just sit. You're telling me you just sit there and show no emotion during the entire game. I find that hard to believe. But, um, you know, not. Don't. It, it's like um, recruiting. Don't tweet at them. Don't you know say the ridiculous stuff that you've seen some opposing fans say to some of our players and everything um, and cutting them down you know it's, posi- uh, it's positive reinforcement it's uh, criticism for the better not to just sit there and destroy and pick apart somebody's life uh, and talking to them directly and things like that, that- that's part of the downfall of so- social media is that you can get information directly to some of these people like it- back in the day you could say whatever you want and it would stay in the fan base. But now there's the access and the Avenue that this stuff gets to the athlete and the coaches, which can be problematic. So, well, yeah, and
1: you're right. Is you know, I don't doubt for one minute. Trust me. There's people watching in their living room, watching Michigan and all frustrated is all hell. (laughs) And, some tweet about it, and some don't and that's the way it is. I mean, trust me, there's times yeah, a lot of people, a lot of fans who will listen to the show and a lot of people that I know that that, that follow me and I follow them at times you know they I restrain myself from tweeting at times because I'm so frustrated too and and when I see what I see on on Twitter, I don't go. Man, that's a bad tweet to put. I'm more like, oh, I get exactly why they said it. (laughs) There's times where I have to restrain myself just based on that fact. But uh, you're right. I mean, frustration happens. We're fans. If you're not passionate about Michigan, when Stephen said you're talking about a team, if you're not passionate and you're not frustrated at all about this and what's happening is is Michigan fans don't want to go back to mediocrity you know and we were okay with being just nine wins and ten wins you know we want we're looking to play off we're looking for championships and there's nothing wrong with looking at that and I think we have to be patient but now I mean we're talking about the avenues that this goes down to goes down like you were talking about I mean now we got we got literally a hang. We got a, a tag on Twitter talking about Fire Harball. Are you out of your mind? I mean, this has already gotten way too far. That's where I'm talking about the overboard Fire Harball. He hasn't done anything, and I'm like, you know, wait, you know, you know, slow the train, hold the brakes. This is not the time to even talk about that. It's ridiculous. Um, if you want to talk about it next season when he has his quarterback and things like that, and things in place, and all these youngsters are in the system and starting to play well, then you can. And I'm all right to criticize them. But at this point I would kind of temper that and just say, Hey, you need to hold off a little bit, a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, I mean, it gets out of hand sometimes.
0: Yeah. I've got more uh, things to say about that, but I'll leave that for our actual episode that we're going to be doing. Um, That'll be coming out later this week. Uh, So I won't get into the whole people talking about fire Harbaugh. Uh, but w- another thing that was, uh, this is the thing that makes this situation a little bit more unique than others and difficult. Every, every, uh, people are kind of forgetting. At the beginning of the season, a lot of people were like a ten and three season. So you're, for, uh, some people are forgetting that people were thinking that Michigan was going to lose three games. So here we are, and Michigan's lost two games. It really shouldn't be that. That crazy, that shocking. Yeah, it's absolutely disappointing. There's no problem with being disappointed. I think the things that are making this difficult or more difficult is the fact that we all thought that, or not all, most of us thought that MSU was going to be a win, which it didn't turn out to be. Right. But then also, this loss was embarrassing. Yeah. Absolutely Very embarrassing. much. Yeah. Um, but as people have pointed out and uh, made good observations, and to share with the whole group, don't forget that, you know, this – I don't like going back to it and everything, but it's part of it. It's a young team. It's, it's a difficult third year to have for any coach. Any coach would have a difficult time in this situation. But take this team and compare it to uh, Ohio State's team last year and compare it to the Michigan State team – Yeah, last year. The year before that. Yeah. And those teams got Mm -hmm. blown out and shut out in two games. They got embarrassed. And those were good teams. That Ohio State team last year was a really good team. And that Michigan State team from two years ago was a pretty good darn team. Mm -hmm. And they got shut out in the playoffs. Now, granted, of course, one of those teams was Alabama, and uh, one of those teams was uh, Clemson and everything, but Penn State's a good team. Yeah. Like, we knew that. Craig and I both predicted that Michigan was going to lose. We thought it was going to be a closer game and everything. But so for uh, this embarrassing loss that happened, it's not that insane to realize. So just kind of keep that in the back of your minds, have that perspective, and I guess we'll keep going through these voicemails, but i find it i i want to mention that because I find it very interesting because it's just like, look, sometimes good teams do get embarrassed, and they and then sometimes they still wind up winning penn and it was all over the place. Penn State had their two losses last year, and they wound up winning the big ten still, and we embarrassed them worse last year when we played them,-,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so. not right, putting up uh, yeah forty nine on them they had ten points, so yeah,
0: yeah. So alright, on on further to voicemails. This next caller left two voicemails, so we're gonna be two, doing uh two at a time here again. So
3: hey guys, it's Kirby. So I'm up, I've had my coffee, I've had time to process what happened last night a little bit more. Um yeah, we got we got spanked and I think our youth was not exposed, but I don't know you know what the right word is. I'll just leave it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got beat by a really good team and the number two team in the country for a reason. And Saquon Barkley is no joke. That guy can play. Uh, Oh, we got beat, but, and it's frustrating and it stinks when you lose, but we gotta, can't lose sight on the, on the big picture. I mean, we're a young team. We got beat by a really good team and we're not that good. I mean, it's frustrating, but we gotta build on the foundation. It's, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. We're not gonna, we're not gonna turn around in two years. And have a national championship team after ten years of below-average football, you can't turn that around in two years. Harbaugh inherited a mess, and it's not—it's not something you can just turn around. It's a, you know—I I think you guys understand what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's hard. You know, young wide receivers not getting open. You remember Cheston and Darbo didn't develop until they were juniors, and we got freshmen out there. I mean, you know, the '97 team won the Big Ten and the Rose Bowl. It was five years before that they had won a Big Ten championship, and when was '97? Speaking of '97 team, that was 20 years ago. We haven't. I don't think Michigan Michigan fan base. I don't know. You can't act like you won national championships all the time when the last time we won was 20 years ago, and the time before that was 50 years before that. I mean, yes, I want. I know that Harbaugh is the coach that we need. It it, it just takes time. We got to build on the foundation that the 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 10 and three seasons that he's put together, we got to build on that. And this is not, this is not the year where we're going to run the table and win the big Ten and, you know, be a contender. It's just not. If we win, if we win 10 games this year, like last year and the year before, I'll be amazed. Okay. And he's got a
0: second voicemail here that I'm going to
3: get started. Yeah. So as I was saying, it's Kirby again, by the way. And as I was saying, if we win 10 games, I'll be amazed this year. I, I would say nine, maybe eight, we'll win. And, you know, if we if we beat Ohio State, it's going to be – Ohio State's beautiful. Let me just preface that. Ohio State's beautiful. We could beat Ohio State at home. I believe that if we have a, the game of our lives. But I mean, this is this is not a year, and you know, it's frustrating. Like I said, it's frustrating to watch. But you can't you can't have the expectation that we're going to go into Penn State, the number two ranked team in the country, at home at night during a whiteout, and Walk out with a W, like a blowout W. You can't, you can't. And last last year, forty nine to ten, they they don't forget that. I mean, it was mentioned on the broadcast that they were talking about it on the sideline during the game about last year's game. I mean, it was it was a personal vendetta for them, and yeah, we're not we're not that good, and they they showed us that we're not that good, and they took it to us as redemption for last year, which is, you know, we'll get them next year, I'm sure. But I'm rambling, and I realize that. So I'm just going to say, you know, it was tough. It was a tough loss. It was. It's the same systemic problems on offense. It's not the quarterback. It's not – it's not – and – It's it's development and it takes time and we're not there. That's that's what it is. So to me, in my mind, is I'm not the I'm not the guru of football or anything, but that's 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 my opinion. So have a good have a good rest of the weekend, fellas, and uh, look forward to the next podcast. Go blue!
0: All right, thanks, Kirby, for that one. Well, those yeah. two actually. Um so yeah to then uh do reaction off of that uh, I'll go first Craig and hand it over, off to you. Uh something I'll say and obviously everybody's kind of been saying that. I think every um caller has said it. Uh talking about the youth and everything. Uh that was a good thing to point out about the receiving core last year, you know. I mean juniors it, guys weren't playing until they were juniors and seniors. So, yeah, some schools strike gold, um, but but that's the thing, too, where um, I, I don't know if I should bring this up and everything, but Alabama's kind of a measuring stick and everything, but oftentimes it's uh, a lot of times of those uh, upperclassmen and everything, and the reason why they can re, um, refill each position is because sophomores and juniors and maybe even seniors are the ones who are playing so then the freshmen come in and they're in the system for two years a system that has been there a system that has been established for however long now a system that doesn't change that drastically
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and they are brought up in that and then they go right into that yes they do have some young players that go in there right away and they make some impact yeah sure and, yeah, they have the highest recruiting class almost all the time, and so they have some of those players that are naturally doing that. And Michigan's doing a good job recruiting, too, but it's just like that's that's not always going to be the case. I mean, uh, we get some of those great ones Rashawn Gary came in and had an impact last year, and he has an even bigger impact this year. Um, but, yeah, so it it does take time, and there's a lot of people putting high expectations on some of these really young players, so – that is always going to be uh, a part of this conversation.
1: Well, yeah, and every voicemail we've played so far has always got long pauses because, you know, you can tell the frustration people from the fan base, and it's understandable. And there's parts, he, he's making some great points, and the whole team, you know, we, and I'll kind of emphasize, I think. A little bit what I said in the last show is about this. This team is similar. I, I guess I'm not surprised now. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I think I'm surprised that we seem to be. We haven't developed very much ahead of where I thought we would be since the spring game, and the the spring game was a good barometer, I think people are going, it's, I think, remember when you're hearing it, it, a lot of people say, Hey, it's just a spring game. It doesn't matter that that doesn't show anything, you know, at all, because, you know, each game that goes by, they're going to get better and better. And I'm like, well, you know what, this team looks similar to that spring game where the defense was doing really, really well against the offensive line. And there's a lot to go there. And I think, you know I always call it as until you can start getting a good recruiting process going, and I call that just like top tier talent coming in and then they're gone, the other team comes in, they learn, and you start getting that, this Rolodex of team, you know, recruits and moving in and out, it's difficult to get youngsters like this to play in it day in and day out every game, top level. And that's what you saw with the defense, and this offense is just, anemic. I mean, they're, they, they're, they're tough to gauge because a, you know, a couple of times they'll do well and then they just whiff on blocks and, you know, and and that, you know, and a lot of it might has to do with coaching. So, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think that's the case with this team where I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I can clearly tell that at times it looks like even Jim Harbaugh is frustrated. And I think that's a good thing because, if he wasn't frustrated, then I'd be a little bit more worried than I am now. So. Yeah,
0: uh, and I'm I'm going to switch gears here a little bit because I just realized something, and I don't know why I didn't come across this before, um, but I was just looking something up um, during that voicemail too. I, I don't know. This might be the best place to put it in anyways. People getting frustrated with Harbaugh and uh, and then those dumb uh, comparisons between him and Hoke and everything. Let's put something more into perspective. Harbaugh has come in here and giving us two double-digit win seasons in a row. Uh, in the eight years before that, Michigan had one season with double-digit wins. Yeah. In the eight years before that. Actually, probably in the ten years before that, I think it was just two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, you guys want to compare – it, it, this is great. Uh, I can't believe that no one has brought this up. Comparing Harbaugh to Brady Hoke, people are forgetting a, a, something very interesting that happened, and they're talking about, oh, he's only been able to finish third in his division two years in a row. Yeah, and everybody's like, Brady Hoke was able to get second. Do you guys remember what was going on during that time? Oh, yeah. Do you, Two two words for you guys, legends and leaders, yeah. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? You know yeah. what I'm talking about, Craig. Oh yeah. Yeah, the divisions aren't even the same now as they were when Hoke showed up when he finished second in his division twice.
1: Right. right. You want yep. to
0: hear about the division that he the division he was going up against? Mm-hmm. The division we were in when Hoke showed up. The other teams in our division were Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, and Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How 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 hard would that be this year?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Is it
0: Michigan State, really? I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and say that our team is all that gray and everything because Iowa always has our number. Blah 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 blah. But looking at things now, Michigan State would be the only one ranked out of that. Now look at how things are set up, though. Michigan plays in the division division with Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State. Yep. All three ranked. Yep. And so in the previous way that was set up, they would only be playing one ranked team in their side of the division.
1: Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, the comparison to Harbaugh and Hoke is just absolutely – ludicrous and shouldn't i don't even know if we should even talk about that
0: <laughs> well no it's yeah no we're, we're but, not I mean, validating it, it whatsoever just putting in perspective p- because people see the even win column and everything
1: well that's all they're looking at i yeah. mean that's all these people are looking at they're looking at just records and things like that and makes they can't put anything in perspective they can't do any research on their own to find out exactly why this michigan fan base does love harbaugh and the way he coaches and the way he's got this team going why do we when they see nothing but you know paul feinbaum putting out stats about why Hoke is has the same kind of record that he does and i'm like it's, it's totally different it's a different way of doing things back then and yeah it, it's ludicrous and it's really stupid i think so yep yep
0: absolutely so i wanted i wanted to point that out i don't uh, I was just kind of looking at some stuff and I realized I was like, why has nobody brought this up before? But, yeah. All right. Well, to keep going with our voicemails, uh, we've got two more left to go. So here we go.
6: Hi, this is Jim P. My Twitter is the Jim P L 9, and I'm calling from near Nashville in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And uh, last night's game. Harbaugh's too stubborn for his own good, but you don't throw Peters in there in that kind of an atmosphere. That would just have been a bigger disaster than what it was. Um, McCray is too slow for this scheme because it seems like they isolated on him on most of the big plays that Barkley did, especially trying to cover him out of the backfield. Um, I won't even go into the lack of calls on Penn State. I think what they have won for 10 yards. There was, there was a a few non-calls that really led to two or three of their touchdowns. I can think of a, of a, uh, intentional grounding that was never called, but you're not going to get that up there. It's just how it rolls. I think, um, at this point, uh, we don't throw in the towel because I think honestly, Ohio State is overrated as hell, uh, in, they may have a shot, but you still got to look toward next year. I don't think this year Harbaugh will be uh, on the hot seat, but I think next year there will be some expectations that he needs to start meeting in, in order to uh, stay off that hot seat. But the schedule is not going to help him next season because at Notre Dame, at uh, Sparty, and, of course, at – at blow Ohio state. So I don't know. There's a, I think some of the issues with the, with the passing game, you have, you have athletes and talent at the position, but other than Perry, nobody knows how to get open. I mean, some people don't realize that, but you know, people's Jones, especially in high school, he could just run by somebody and that's fine. Cause he's that kind of athlete, but in, in college and, at this level, you have to know how to get yourself open, and he doesn't. He's not the only one. And um, geez, they need a tight end. I'm glad they got this kid the other day, the four star. They need a they need a legitimate pass catching threat because these two guys, I mean, they're and they're doing a good job, especially on the blocking end of it. But, but damn, in the running game, you can't really gripe about it because. The defense is now you got eight and nine guys up in the box, so what do you expect? It's uh it's it's a storm. But uh and to some people listening, yeah, I'm getting long winded here, but uh don't listen to Feinbaum. Because one Feinbaum is an SEC hack. His previous job was hosting a show.
0: Oh man. No, get... Sorry, Jim, shoot. Yeah, if that ever happens, Jim P. If you ever call and leave a voicemail again, feel free to finish your thoughts in a second voicemail.
1: Swear, sure. like he was—he heard me, yeah. right? Yep. Like, how did that happen? Dang it, <laughs> good God. Jim. Boy, you sounded like you heard me right from the radio. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's kind of a scary, uh, eerie, but really, really interesting. But. Uh,
0: yeah, go, wow. ahead, go ahead and continue your thoughts
1: on. Uh, yeah, on- just yeah. I mean, we, you and I are going to talk about matchups and things like that with this game. But um, I mean, let's we can talk about right now the whole Peters and throwing in Peters. That that's this is the wrong venue to throw in a guy like that. I 100 percent agree. Um, the guy, the kid has hasn't had one snap under center with michigan yet i mean obviously he's had a couple garbage time but i'm talking it from the start and to throw him in an environment where you got a, over a hundred thousand in a wide out game day it's just too much to ask and this number two team and they have a great defense is really 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 too much to ask to have peter start but i will say this which is really really interesting is the buzz out there for Seeing what Peters can do against Rutgers, and I think that's a really interesting point to make. Is you know what we might be out of the Big Ten already, but just to, you know to see Peters out there to see what he can do would be really interesting, and maybe get him some you know some playing time at least. So.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing that was so frustrating because I even mentioned it on uh, Twitter during the game and everything is. Uh, Last year, last season and this season, uh, maybe, maybe it was able to happen a little bit last year. I'm not remembering everything, but you always want to see Michigan be able to get that lead and to be able to put the second-string players in to be able to get that experience. Yeah. This year, more importantly, probably than any year we've seen in a while, is really important to be able to get the second string out there to get more experience because the team is so young. You want players to have that opportunity because you never know if there's another um, true freshman or something out there that, or redshirt freshman that has the opportunity to build something up this year to be a key player for next year. You're, they're not going to be able to get that uh, experience without seeing the field though. Mm-hmm. And so we always talk about, oh, you know, hopefully this is going to be a game. where at the end. We're going to be able to play and blah, 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 blah. Well, Eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter or more. I think it was at least eight. Penn State was doing that to us. We <laughs> started putting in second string. Yeah, We still weren't able to do anything. Yeah. Michigan got shut out for three quarters of this game, and Penn State was able to start putting in their secondary uh, or second string and giving them reps and everything. And they've been able to do that. All season. Part of that has been the competition, but it's not like Michigan made it any more difficult for them. So yep. uh, it was definitely frustrating to see. And, yeah, are you bringing up uh, Peters maybe get in during Rutgers, I hope and pray for that because that would mean, well, unless they just throw him in there to start, which I don't think so, and not getting too much into what we're going to discuss in our regular episode. Um, O'Corn did pff, relatively with quotations around it uh okay in this game with some things but we'll talk more about that later so um but to say again jim p thank you for calling uh that sucks that the voicemail got cut off i apologize for that i know that some people know that some people don't uh but if your voicemails go long and you wind up getting cut off you can call back and feel free to um to finish it off i i I'm a little limited on what I can do with Google Voice. I don't know if I can change that, but we'll see and I'll try to keep you guys posted. But uh, the other thing I want to say before moving on uh, on what he's talked about is guess that is very true that next year the se- the schedule is not favorable for Michigan. Not at but, all. But when you are a good team, when you are a good team, when you are are a team that is a national or should be a national contender or however you want to say it, a top 25 team when you should be a top 25 team, or at least the top 10, te- if you're in the top 10 schedule and where you play should not be that big of a factor.
1: Right. You yeah. should
0: be able to go on the road and be able to still win against good teams. Now, yes. It Especially sucks with
1: that, team. Yeah. You're talking. They're not young anymore.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that, so that's, that's exactly. the thing. It, it, it does yeah. suck, but it happens. Uh, Everybody kind of goes through a little bit. But if you're that good of a team, which we're hoping and anticipating for next year, that there's going to be progress and advancement, um, then that should not uh, stop you from winning games. Maybe since you have three row games, maybe you, that makes this difficult, and those are tight games, and you, maybe you wind up losing one of them, whatever. Next year is a completely different story. But I wanted to mention that before moving on. yeah all right then uh one last one here uh for this uh fan feedback episode we will go ahead and get this one rolling hey
4: this is craig in arizona i'm just calling about uh last night's game um i didn't get to catch a lot of the first half but i got to watch most of the second half and uh, and watch the recap of a lot of the plays, uh, today. And what I seem to have noticed is that, first of all, the, the middle of our offensive line got blown up in the middle when we were trying to do our power run game, which, uh, got the pulling guard or pulling tackle off and, uh, which really allowed the linebackers to scream over top and, and to, uh, make plays and, and to stop our running game. That also in passing downs, it also affected uh, uh, O'Korn from getting in his spot, and he uh, would have to go left or right, and the tackles would be able to, to, the defense ends would be able to get around, loop around the tackles, and make plays. Um, I read some um, some commentary from Caleb and saw that he was talking about how the plays were taking too long to develop, and I couldn't agree with with him more. As far as the passing, he the plays just took too long. It seemed to me that Michigan got out coached in the second half. It looked like Don Brown, our D coordinator, didn't really make any changes or um, was basically like, I'm going to, we're going to play man. We have better defenders and we're just going to line up. And it seemed that Penn State's athletes were just better than our athletes, um, man to man. It also seemed like they made, um, changes and were able to identify what the defense was running when they run ran man-specific coverage they would audible or change into the zone replay that just ate us up alive. Um, so those were my initial thoughts on the game. Um, I'm, we obviously are a really young team, but I think our, our weak link right now is our offensive line, and that's really hurting us. Um, on the offensive side. And then just defensively, I I just don't think we made the right adjustments. And I think Penn State had a better game plan.
0: Thanks. That's right. You can't agree with me more. That's right. I will take that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you need it.
0: (laughs) Oh, stop it. No, but, yeah, that's – that I'm glad that uh somebody brought that up and everything and uh I'll, I won't touch much on that right now because we'll talk about but he's
1: certainly a spot on on a lot of his points on a lot of stuff he mentioned and you know you and I are gonna talk about this is exactly what I'm gonna talk about too a lot of things that he mentioned is what happened in this game, and um adjustments and things like that but uh yeah we'll we'll touch on that, but those are some great points, Craig, and you got a really cool name. <laughs>
0: Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, I, I do definitely agree with how he was saying. It just seemed like Michigan was out coached, which is kind of crazy to think when you look at their, uh, between, well, the, I think the biggest part of it is Harbaugh and Don Brown. Um, cause you know, we've seen the, we've talked about our grievances with the offensive, uh, coaches and things like that. But here's the thing. Um, is it, it's going to happen sometimes, and it's an uh, unfortunate, and it sucks, and I don't know if maybe Don Brown got stuck in some of the stubbornness that we've seen with the offense or what exactly with McCray, but um, but it, it's a rare thing. Don Brown has been um, on fire, and I saw, and maybe maybe it's only one person. But when you see it once, you gotta imagine that there might be a couple other out there. But I saw somebody take issue with Don Brown and talked about—I can't remember the exact wording—something about maybe being overrated or you, we shouldn't be surprised uh, that he's—I don't—I don't know. It was just very uh, degrading and very. Uh, Oh, gosh, there was a specific word I was looking for. But they were attacking Don Brown right, and his credibility and everything. I'm just like, dude, this is one time since Don Brown has been here because the only other game that Michigan has allowed a lot of points and a huge debacle and uh, lost the game and been embarrassed was the Ohio State game from 2015, and he wasn't even here yet. So really, I mean, you look at, yeah, we've lost some games and yeah, there have been some defensive errors, but you can't expect somebody to play a perfect game, but he has been on fire.
1: Oh, he's been on fire and has kept us in games. I mean, no doubt that it kept us, this defense and Don Brown has kept us in some of these games where we, I mean, literally we almost had a chance to even beat Michigan State. They kept us in that game. That defense did. And even Florida, that defense kept us in that game.
0: Yep. And even the loss uh, last year at Iowa. I know that there were a couple times where they could have stopped the ball and, you know, secured Michigan the victory. But when your defense has to be out on the field that much and your offense can't produce crap, you're put in a difficult situation. So, yeah, it's going to happen and things like that. But we already talked – a little bit about uh, the defense and Don Brown earlier. So, uh, well, well, that was good, man. That was cool.
1: yeah, yeah. Nice. A lot of a lot of pauses in the in the call ins which means frustration <laughs> because you really at a loss for words. I mean, I get it, makes sense. So, and you and I sometimes, you know, there's we we can pause and want to do the same thing, but we got to keep talking.
0: Yeah, a lot hey. of thought and contemplation going on. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, we appreciate those calls. That was fun. That was good. I enjoy it. Uh, this is part of the reason why we do the podcast and everything. So thank you, everyone, for those voicemails. Yep. We always welcome those each and every week. So um, with that, uh, Craig, anything before we uh, get out of here?
1: Nope. Uh, we appreciate the calls. I mean, we really do. And we appreciate everyone picking us as a show to, you know, get the real talk out there, the real fans to, you know, we we're not, we want people to call in and being frustrated. We don't we don't care where you go with it. I mean, obviously, to a point, but, you know, it's part of being fans. You know, I can tell like you're talking about fans are coming different are different when it comes to Michigan football. Some are more passionate than others, and some are bandwagon fans, which we really don't want. They're the ones that jump off the bandwagon when anything goes bad and then jump back on. But uh, we like to talk to the loyalists and the ones who really love Michigan football and care about them.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that term bandwagon is going to come up in our next episode. So
1: Yeah, probably <laughs>
0: All right, well, um yes, w- once again, I will say it once again because this is this might be the funnest part of um the doing the episodes and everything is uh, taking voicemails and things like that. Thanks again for that. Um, as always, a voicemail number want to leave you guys with that if you want to use it for uh, future times five five one two five eight three two seven six really easy to remember five five one blue bro so with that we say thank you everybody for all the voicemails thank you for your time and i uh, hope you enjoy your week go blue thank
5: you.